Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. I officially pressed record. Oh, so did I. So, as I like to say with Justin, this is the show, or is this the show? Um... But yeah, this is the show. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're here without being here. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. So this week's kind of special. We mentioned last week that some special circumstances were going to be occurring. And so this week we have Adam on the show instead of Justin. Um, not a replacement, just a fill-in, which is nice. Uh, Adam, yes. glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Josh, can you please refer to me as the anti-Justin today? That'd oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> The anti-Justin. I'm not even sure what that means. Is well, that something you want to define? Sure, I can attempt to. Uh, so I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this entire episode is going to be very anti-Justin. Not necessarily anti-like his thoughts or his ideas or anything like that. But we've got two people who are about the same age, so we're going to agree on a lot of the same like style of video games for the most part. Uh, and then in addition to that. Um, none of this is really super thought out or planned. We're kind of just winging it, which I'm super excited <laughs> about. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Though I, I will say, I will say that that's normally how we try to do it. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So maybe yeah. not so anti-Justin. Okay. Okay. But still, I like the thought process. I agree totally on agreeing with you. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. So before we launch into... Our actual topic, which I'm sure everyone is on the edge of their seats for. Um, was there any news or anything that happened this last week or games that you've played? Uh, honestly, no. I mean, I've been kind of going back to Kingdom Hearts, the originals, before I've been Oh, really? Forward. I didn't know you played those games. I have. Uh, so I've been pretty excited and feeling pretty nostalgic before I jumped into the new one. I haven't jumped quite into the new one yet. Um, I happen to get a lot of people into it. So I'm pretty excited to get into that game and see what everybody else is thinking about. But yeah, that's kind of been my thing of the week between that and, of course, sports games, which, you know, sports ball. Sport sports ball. Yeah. Well, that's why we had you on that other episode for the sports ball games. Yeah. Sports ball games. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I I realize that every time I talk about the games that I play for the podcast, I always forget at least a few that I played over the week. I feel like I never have time for video games anymore. And then I think back and I play 
a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it, in small spurts. It goes from all of a sudden, I you know, I didn't really do much this week. I was so busy with everything else to like suddenly, all I did was play video games this week. What, what was I thinking? I don't have yeah, a life. Yeah, I mean, games. it's <laughs> certainly not going to be only played video games, but it certainly is a lot more than I ever think. Of course. Um, like, as much as I've talked about the games that I've played in the last few weeks or the last few months on this podcast, there's one that I've completely forgotten to mention, and it actually relates to our topic this week. So we'll we'll get to that later. Um, so I don't really have any news this time around, which is funny because I usually do have something I want to mention. But this time around, I think I'm just going to skip it and we can start right into the main course here. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Who needs boring news? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's enough going on anyway. So, uh, what do you do? You want to introduce what we're going to talk about here? Sure. So we thought about this super hard and super long, obviously, <laughs> um, and we clearly decided that the best topic for us was to talk about stocks and bonds, right? Like, oh, just yeah. clearly stocks and bonds, and how there should be a total video game about the financial world. Well, there are those video games oh, and really? how those stocks and those bonds can go up and down oh boy. and up and down. All right. Again. So that was very much a Justin topic. We'll save that for another day. I was just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, sorry, Justin. Um, no, we actually superhero video games is kind of what we're talking about this week, which I'm super excited about because I am a superhero nerd. And Josh, you are also for the most part. Yeah, 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 I am. Um, I am pretty great at being a geek which means that i have and a nerd all combined into one which means that i've read a lot of comics i've played games i i mean i've i've crossed the whole gamut of did you geek have and nerddom did you have action figures though that's the question oh my gosh yes like piles oh. piles of action figures some of which survived to my shelves today and actually get played with by my children quite often so I have to ask you that question. Do you ever does it ever break your heart if your your one of your children breaks one of those action figures? Um, I think the first child it there were a couple incidences where I was like, oh man, and now we're well past that. Like they just most of them are just ruined or lost or broken or or they're fine. Some of them are just fine. You know, they just stand up to the withstand the child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of Toy Story when I am about to let my kids play with something from my childhood, yeah. like the preschool scene where they're like, oh, my God, please. <laughs> but it's just like anything else for me. It's it's just stuff. Yeah, so exactly. I can replace it or not. I, I you know, to me, it's just like whatever. Fine. Yeah. You'll they're probably toys, forget about it. Right. The one that was the hardest and, and I know we're on a tangent here, but the one that was the hardest for me was I have. um not a not a original G1 Optimus Prime, but I have the re-release Optimus Prime. I had the original yes. as well, but it got busted up way when I was a kid, way back. Um, but I had the re-release Optimus Prime, which had like the front piece that made all the noise and was the black trailer, oh. but still had the same build where like, you know, you flipped him apart and he became the robot or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That was the hardest one, I think, to let go of it being beat to heck. So it has been, and but my son, my youngest son, plays with it all the time. So I like that, too. Well, that's always fun. It's always fun to watch. Yeah. On that note, should we get into our, our video game fun? Well, yeah, with... but wait one second. Firstly, yeah. this is a special episode because what's happened this week? <laughs> 
What did happen? This last week, something released. Something came out. Was it... It was something to do with superheroes, I think. No, it was... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a DC movie, right? No, yeah. Isn't that yeah. the one? Super sad, super somber. You cried a whole bunch. It's a DC yes. movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of an obscure DC superhero, and it's escaping me, so now this joke is totally lost. Aww. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Avengers Endgame released. I still haven't seen it, but you saw it this morning, you said, correct? I did. I got a chance to go see it this morning with my wife, and I absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, okay, I, all right. Uh, An opinion. I'm yes. super excited. So I don't like to give too many opinions on these movies because, you know, you sure. hear these guys online, and they tell you exactly how to feel before you go into a movie, and sometimes I people I can't will- stand that. And people are going to, like, eat into it so much where they're like, oh, my God, he said it was going to be bad, so I'm going to wait. Or he said it's going to be great, so now it's going to be great. And then you go and you're disappointed. So my thought has always been going with no hype at all, just nothing. Don't listen to any of the stuff. Watch anything online. I literally had to shut off my my uh, uh, social media for a little bit because it literally was starting to feed in spoilers. And you're like, oh, man. Uh, luckily, I didn't catch any, and I turned away quickly. But it's always rough when that happens. Yes. Um, I will say, oh, how do I put this? Let's see. I generally, hmm, I, I don't try to avoid spoilers, especially when it comes to Star Wars. Like, spoilers aren't, aren't something I try to avoid. But I also try not to seek them out. I don't know how to put it right. Like, it's not like I'm actively doing anything to avoid them, but I also am not going and searching for how did so-and-so think the movie was or what happened or right. what was the review. I don't do any of that. Like, I just kind of let all the news fly by. I don't even look at the headlines, and then I just do whatever. I will say that this movie, this new Avengers Endgame movie, has been the hardest to do that with. Like, everybody has their hand in the cookie jar and it's like everybody has an opinion at every moment of the day. <laughs> well, and that was the hard part is even the actors were having a hard time keeping their mouths shut. Like they, they a lot of them were told that they, they had to be like locked away for a while before they without saying anything because they were so excited about it. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Hey, is it true that they weren't a fan? I don't, of course, we don't actually know. And this is total gossip now. So apparently we're on the <laughs> gossip podcast. Is it true that they um, were not a fan of Brie Larson? On set? I heard I, just in general, apparently. Oh, I did not hear that, to be honest with you. That'd be the first Somebody told that. me this morning that they weren't like they as in the core cast that's been in the Avengers movies. Yeah. Apparently, we're not fans of her because she's um, not a nice person is the nice way to person. Okay. <laughs> nice way to put it. Well, you've seen Captain Marvel, right? Yes. And I really enjoyed that movie a lot. Yeah, I did too. And she seems like, you know, the best actors and actresses always play closer to their yeah. personality. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. I mean, that could be the I only know. thought I could think of. Yeah. So I thought maybe you had heard something, but uh, I heard that today from somebody at work and I was interested to see if that was true. Maybe I'll look that up another time. That's when you have to give him the line. No, Brie Larson is a saint. That's right. <laughs> I know her personally. She's besties with me. Exactly. All right. Well, so, okay. We like superheroes. Do you have a particular superhero that's your favorite before we launch into our games here? So this kind of ties into the movie. So <laughs> kind of, sort of. Um, so I have I've loved a lot of Marvel 
sure. my whole life. Um, and, you know, as a kid, you always have to pick your favorites from each universe and stuff like yeah. that. Well, uh, that's the one thing I want to mention. I just asked the terrible favorites question. Mm-hmm. You know, we're adults. Of course, we don't have exact favorites. We're not children anymore. But what's your favorite? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go there. Um, <laughs> my favorite, honestly. So this is going to sound pretty, pretty low, but this kind of goes with the title, which we never gave the title of, of this podcast, by the way. Um, I want to say... It goes along with the standard. My favorite in the DC world was always Superman, as okay. odd as that sounds. And my favorite from the Marvel world has always been, like, sidekicks. Like, I loved War Machine. I loved Gambit. Like, guys who really weren't primary in a lot of their story arcs. Huh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's just something about those side characters and how they develop them. Now, now the movies and the way that they develop the movies completely change your opinion on everything. And suddenly you have a brand new yeah. favorite that you may not have had. Like, I went back this week and over the last few weeks and was watching a lot of the old Marvel movies. And yeah. I love Thor now. Yes. Granted, I didn't love him when he first came out. When he was first appeared on in his movie or in the any of the Avengers before that, uh, up until Infinity War, but I love Thor. Doctor Strange is another character that suddenly I love because of how well they did this these movies. Yeah, yeah, it's um I feel that way about most of the Marvel characters in the movies. It's funny, I grew up so I'll, I'll talk about my favorites now. Yeah, yeah, I grew up loving more of the DC comics, which is strange to think about because. It's absolutely the opposite when it comes to the movies. <laughs> um, Batman was always my go-to, uh, and I read some Spider-Man comics and a bunch, a bunch of Wolverine. So th- those would be my two, like DC versus Marvel. I loved Wolverine, and I loved, um, you know, Wolverine and the X-Men kind of together, but mostly Wolverine. And then I loved Batman. Those are my two main comics, and then some Spider-Man that said, that was the whole thing behind it is that I enjoyed DC a little bit more. And now that the Marvel movies have come out, they have taken characters that I absolutely despised or just didn't care about back when I read comics and turned them into something that I, I, I really get into and almost really love, actually. Like, great example is Captain America. He was like the stupidest superhero I had ever encountered when I read the comic books. <laughs> but the movies are so great, and he's one of my favorite characters in the movies, by far. Uh, Doctor Strange, like you said, is another example. Black Panther I was always indifferent about because he felt like the Marvel Batman. But now, because of the movie, I actually really like the character. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Well, and I think what they did really well with the, the comics back then is even if you weren't really super interested in the hero portion, like Captain America especially, they did a really good job of the vi- with the villains. Oh yeah. You know, like like if you didn't like Captain America, you may have loved the Red Skull. Because yeah, yeah, how no, that's well true. they did him in the comics. Um same thing with like Fantastic Four. A lot of people forget about Fantastic Four because, you know, the movies were awful. Um Almost as bad as the comic. Yeah. Well, yeah. But but one of the <laughs> biggest villains to come out of Fantastic Four, which ventured all over the Marvel Universe, was Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, yeah. And he and Galactus. Some of the best villains in all of Marvel history came from Fantastic Four. Is that where Silver Server came in, too? Yep. yep. Yeah. Another intro yeah, yeah. there. Anyway. Okay. Yes. Well, we just talked about comic can, books for 20 minutes. Can I jump off of that to a video game? I would love question? to. I, I yeah. had this written down because I was really excited about this question. Sure. Um, 
what are your thoughts on those type of games? So we know throughout the history, there have been a ton of different games that they've made, a lot of standalone games, and there's been a lot of games that have really been good at doing that, standalone games. But how do you feel, because this has been going on for a while too, when they take a movie, a superhero movie, and make it into a video game based on that story arc in the movie? I would say it's the same as the general superhero video game market, which is that it's hit and miss. There are times that the movie games really nailed it for me in the history of video games, and there are times that the movie games really did not. So I'm kind of, which is totally a cop-out, I feel like, answer, but I kind of am in the middle on them. Uh, I'll give you some examples. So um, back in the, oh gosh, here we go. This is the, here we go. This is the start. So back in the, the Super Nintendo slash Genesis era, there was the Batman Returns video game, and I loved that game. You know, it's not even that great. You go back and play it now, and it's just, mm. But I loved it at the time. I loved that game a lot. And um, I know it's not necessarily a movie game, but another great Batman game that I really loved was the Batman animated series video game for Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, not a movie, but based on the cartoon and because I loved the cartoon as much as I did, I loved that game. So it's hit and miss. There are obviously movie games that just not so much hit the mark for me, um, and some that really did. What about you? Well, let me give you an example of some ones that really, really didn't hit the mark for me. (laughs) Um, So the Spider-Man movies, the original ones with uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. So when they transitioned those the first time around, it was good. You know, had some good style to them, some good game play because that was kind of a little bit of open world yeah um but where i kind of fell short was when they were doing the whole trying to execute the whole mary jane sequence the upside down kiss some of the the story breaks all that oh, kind of stuff yeah. and you're kind of like uh, i could do without all that and then they continue yeah. on like every every movie following had a corresponding video game and each game after that one was rough yeah yeah, it's funny. I was trying to think of the examples of where I fell off of it or or found them to be a poor quality game based on the movie. And the ones that were coming to mind were the super or I'm sorry, the Spider-Man games based on the Sp- original Spider-Man movies like you're saying. So Right. Those I totally agree. Those really missed the mark somehow. I don't know. It's funny. There's a bunch of Spider-Man games before and after that have been phenomenal, and yet somehow those there were some gameplay aspects that were really great but the game in general was not great right and i mean and and on the on the flip side of it like you said i think one of the games they've always for the most part have done a really quality job was was batman just like in the movies like dc has definitely hit it out of the park with their batman series both on screen for the most part and in video game form they've done such a good job of putting that together now the other superheroes there have been some struggles in the dc world making games off of that but I look, I look back, and even, like you mentioned, Batman Returns was really good, but I don't know if you remember the original Batman that was on Nintendo. Yeah. Like, that game I do. was very <laughs> difficult to beat, and I get frustrated all the time playing it, but you always went back to it. Yeah, that, um, that was probably the first superhero video game on my list, and uh, I had the same relationship with that game as I did with Metroid on Nintendo or... The original Ninja Turtles game on Nintendo, like impossible. They were impossible games, especially for my age. 
I was very young at the time, and but I loved them all the same. And the Batman game for Nintendo fits right into that because it was really hard. <laughs> yes. Uh, I remember getting really frustrated at that Batmobile levels like crazy. Um, and yeah, it, it was, it wasn't, and if you go back and look at it now, it wasn't anything crazy awesome at the time. It felt awesome. Now it's like, really, this is, this is it. Um, but yeah, no, that it fits right into that same category. I loved it, but, um, it was not, it was really hard. No. Yeah. And I, I feel the exact same way. I, and for me, there was the, that game and then the X-Men game, like oh, the, original the X-Men, X-Men game. game. That yes. one was something else it was with cyclops had his original costume like the yes all that stuff like that gameplay was definitely something else it it doesn't hold up now but i mean back in the day you were just excited to see your superheroes because that for me kind of taking a broader step back a little bit yeah for me all of these games these superhero games it was like it was nice to beat the levels so you could see new villains and stuff but that was to me all these games have ever been about which is collecting all the heroes you know, playing all the villains and all that stuff. That's all it's ever been. Just the nostalgia of saying, like, I can play as a character in my comic book and I get to be Cyclops or, or you know, Colossus or something like that. And it was funny as a kid, too, with Colossus because I always thought he was an obscure hero that came out of nowhere. But neither here nor there. Yeah, I totally agree. That was um, that was a big, big part of it for me, that you could, even though it was really not high-end graphics but at the time it felt great you could jump into these games and play as the characters from the comic books and it was something different i won't say better but something different than just using the action figures to play it was like you get to move them around and they have their own signature moves and they can jump and do these things and you know maybe the levels were really hard but yeah. it was still super awesome to play. I'm looking at the Wolverine game for Nintendo as well. Like, I, I played the crap out of that game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, that was with the gray or the brown outfit, the brown and yellow? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the original. Yeah, he was my guy back then. But that that makes sense. See, and that, that all ties into the characters that you said you enjoy because all of them are probably the best characters to play in video games. Because yeah, I always felt sure. like Wolverine was undefeatable in, in most games, even though you might not have liked him. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of his in the games, but you knew that you had a harder chance of dying. Yes, for sure. Now, it's funny. I'm looking through the list of Nintendo games that were superhero games, and of course they were trying to capitalize as much as they could on this stuff, but I, I had forgotten that there was a Superman Nintendo game. And I played at a buddy's house like twice. So it definitely was not a game that made a lasting impression. And to be completely forthcoming, I'm not a huge Superman fan. That said, did you play that at all? I did. I did. And as I'm looking at the gameplay, it's like (laughs) something you repress. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did. I do remember playing this a couple of times. I wasn't too enamored by it because, again, the problem with Superman is it's just Superman. So you're not getting DC heroes. You're not getting like Green Lantern or the Justice League. You're just getting Superman. Um, Whereas if you got X-Men or you got Spider-Man, even you got to play as, you know, Black Cat or you got to play as um, you get to see more bad guys kind of a deal. Yeah, Superman, and that's the other thing. Can, can we get back to this gameplay on Superman and the villains that you had to face? 
it felt like you were punching an old man in the in the head or something. Like <laughs> it was just a dude in a suit. There's like aliens here. Yeah. Well, all of them were like, that. <laughs> yeah. but it didn't make any sense. You're just like, what am I doing? Um, yeah. But at least in Marvel, they had like Hydra villains or like, you know, um, or what's his face, Magneto's bad guys or henchmen or something. Yeah. So it made sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, similarly, the Batman games, even in some of the later games before they got into the 3D stuff, you felt like you were just beating up on helpless people who, like, you know, sure, maybe they had a gun, or, you know, or like a pea shooter or something, or, <laughs> they, but it was always the go right and beat them up games, and, like, you just felt like this guy's no match, and even if they threw nine guys at you, you just beat the crap out of them, and then you'd win, so, um, yeah. yeah. Or somehow when that one guy without anything punches you and you're like, wait, what just happened? How did, I don't feel like this is realistic anymore. <laughs> yes. What's funny is that I don't know. I don't know the the time frame or how it fits together and which started which. But I would say just anecdotally from my own experience from being a child and playing all these games early on that the superhero games really brought forward the go right and beat em up games. Like that was a genre that had come from other things like Contra, I think, and like Double Dragon. But I really think that the superhero games, maybe not as many as the earlier ones, but by the time you get to the Super Nintendo and Genesis, the go right and beat em up games were like, it was capital. Oh, yeah. It was capitalized on that with the superhero games for sure. Oh yeah, and they had to, you know, with with the market and the way that it was growing, and then they had all these new games that were coming out that had better storylines, that had better stuff. They've had to evolve like crazy over the years, and I mean that that went back because I, I I made a list of games that I remember playing. Yeah, <laughs> and and I also have to make this a little more relevant for the Justins out of the world oh, out there, because uh, we've talked about a lot of old games here. Do <clears throat> um, you remember when they started bringing in Street Fighter? Oh yes. I love Street Fighter. Yeah, Marvel versus the Street Fighter and then Marvel versus Capcom in 97, Yes, I played so much Marvel versus Capcom. But that was later, wasn't it? Wasn't that 98. PlayStation era? Yes. Yeah. But that yeah, because was... there was like a whole gamut of games. So, you know, I played, I, I would say I tangentially played superhero video games on the nintendo but when it came to the genesis and then the super nintendo i played a ton of superhero games well yeah so that, that was the evolution i mean that's the direction they were going they were just like, yeah let's, let's go nuts and put something together i mean you think about 97 and all the, the things that came out in 97 to really push that like that was what the age of more batman movies and yes I, 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 yeah you had batman cartoons. returns batman forever yeah i mean it was just but it wasn't Booming really quite point. ripe for Marvel at that point, yeah. with the exception of maybe the cartoons here and there, like the animated series of Batman, and or that was DC, but um, the X-Men series maybe, but that was it. Oh, so. the X-Men show. Yeah. The cartoon was so good. Oh, God, So yeah. good. But that was what's a lot of that. They needed to make, make a turn to change things around. And I just loved being Ryu and f- fighting alongside, like, Iron Man and beating people up. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Capcom versus a uh, Marvel versus Capcom was such a great, such a great game, and I was a huge Street Fighter fan anyway. Yes, uh, I never played Mortal Kombat because a I wasn't allowed to, and b Street Fighter was my game. So, um, 
having Street Fighter and then uh, Capcom put together with Marvel was just so good. Just so good. Like being able to, like you said, being able to grab Wolverine and put Ryu or Ken with him. I mean, awesome. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I will gl- gloss over the idea that you weren't able to play uh, Mortal Kombat, but I also just wasn't into Mortal Kombat that much either. But yeah, that was for different reasons. Sure, sure. Um, um, so I want to go back a couple steps just to sure. make sure that we highlight some things here. The Spider-Man games. So what's funny is we have this kind of weird, weird dynamic happening. So like DC in quotes, I guess DC was probably selling rights. But the idea was that they were making superhero movies and Marvel really wasn't at the time. Like you mentioned that just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, there were, I would say, more Marvel video games coming out for, like, the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. There was a whole slew of Spider-Man games that were fantastic. Of course, they were go-right beat 'em up games. There was a set of Wolverine games. There was Batman Forever, which I, you know, looking back, the movie's not great. No, no. <laughs> I loved it at the time because I was a kid, but I went back and watched it as an adult. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? Uh, but the the video game was pretty good. Um, and then there was like Hulk and the death of Superman. And I mean, it was just a pile of video games that came out, um, for the Genesis and the super Nintendo that really pushed all that forward. Well, and like you mentioned the gap between Marvel and DC, and we talk about that even before we started talking about video games, that gap also lended its way to video games because since that Batman series, I mean, there was a slew of just swing and miss swing and miss. After yeah. all that, I mean, they, they attempted, you know, a Batman and Robin video game. Yikes. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Almost um, as bad as the movie. Well, and from that point, I mean, they tried everything. A lot of the movies off of the Superman stuff. They did a lot of Batman stuff. They even tried an Aquaman game. Um, yes. At one point. I and, forgot about that. Yeah. And a Catwoman game. I don't remember that one either. No, I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah. No one remembers anything about that character for the most part, <laughs> except for the animated series. Yes. Um, but they really, honestly, DC fell apart until they even, I don't know if you knew this, but or remember this, but in 2008, they had Mortal Kombat versus DC. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. That wow. Was, that was 2008. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but I mean, in, in essence, like DC really didn't strike gold until they came out in 2009 with that Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, hang on, hang on. Yes. So you pointed out, and this is great, like you pointed out that uh, Marvel vs. Capcom was huge, and that was like PlayStation era. We also had a Spider-Man game during that time. I think that was around the 2000, 2000, I think it was. Um, And that was actually cross-platform on PlayStation and Nintendo 64. I don't know if it ever came to the Dreamcast. It doesn't matter. I was the only one that had one anyway. So, um, and that was great. And um, yeah. Uh, so I mean, they were moving it forward for sure. But until you got to the Arkham series, well, I don't want to make such a broad sweeping statement because there were a couple, couple little gems here and there before that. But the Arkham series really took it to the next level. Yeah, Arkham Arkham opened a whole new world for DC that I don't know that they were even ready for because no. I, when that came out, it took them a while to replicate that because that was something 
that exploded and it was huge and it, and they basically had to take that same platform over the next five ten years and continue to try to remake it and to to yeah. an extent that one of the biggest complaints when they came out with the the uh, Arkham City a few years later was that the gameplay was almost the same the storyline was very similar yeah with some minor changes of course but well and what's interesting is that uh, they really. I'm trying to find the list of games that happened just before that because I really feel like that that really took it into an area, like you said, they weren't really ready for. Mm -hmm. The Arkham Asylum game was this like, this like almost, it felt almost like an accidental masterpiece in some ways to me. And the reason it's as good as it is, it still to me holds up as one of the better of the Arkham series or the best even maybe. Um, although Arkham Knight is so good, but, um, uh, Arkham Asylum, the reason it's as good as it is, is that it is not an open world game. To me, that's one of the main reasons it's so good. It's, you've got all of this, uh, you have all of this Batman feel to it. You've got all these great Batman supervillains. You've got the Joker was voiced by Mark Hamill. You've got Batman voiced by, um, what's his name? Kevin Conroy, who did all the animated yeah. series voice work, which was fantastic. And all that came together into this one just masterpiece of a game that because it was limited by not being open world and was, you know, had its limitations, really you got to experience all of it and just took you on this like roller coaster tour of all these different aspects of Batman and really gave it a lot of breathing room to be Batman without being tied to a movie, without being tied to a specific comic book and just made it feel very authentic. Yeah, it was very much like the what you wanted it's it was like the anime yes. so if you loved it it was it was all over there and it was fantastic yeah and you got the sense so we had like the spider-man movie games that we mentioned before i think maybe we're a little bit more open world and i'm trying to think of a few others but that was where 3d um superhero video games kind of got birthed and they you could swing through the city you know and you could You could do all kinds of different things and move between the buildings. But this is the first time I feel like where using the grappling hook just felt so good and you could go anywhere and use it to do whatever you wanted. And um, that was a huge thing in this game. And it it really landed home because they sold a lot of that game. And and they went back to his roots like he was a detective. Yes. He would would go through scenes where he's literally being a detective. Yes. He got to hang upside down, which was my favorite part, by the way. Oh, yeah. Would he hang upside down and just snatch somebody? Yes. Um, but it really, it really was Batman. It was everything about the character, and it was fantastic. And like you said, it for me, and this is where we might fight a little bit. Um, uh oh. I don't like open world. Yeah. No. 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 We won't fight about that. Okay. I don't either. Generally, generally okay. speaking, I don't either. So I say eat it, Justin, just because I feel like you like open world now, just because <laughs> Josh doesn't. Um, <laughs> I, but but this this game, like you said, not really open world, kind of lent itself to that type of environment because it felt like I could go to any city I wanted. I didn't necessarily have to follow some sort of path to beat this thing. And when I did have to complete a mission, I knew exactly where I was going and I knew how to yeah. get there. Um, 
So it lends yeah, itself that's to that. that like whole limitation thing. Like yeah. it made you feel like it was open and you could do whatever you wanted, go wherever you wanted. But there was also a specific. Now nah, I don't know how to put it right. It's like it was very much guiding you and kept you limited to a, a specific smaller area. It wasn't the whole city, but it was still very much exploratory. Right, right, which was nice. And you could find stuff anywhere. You could had multiple tests. You could find stuff randomly. Um, but it kind of lent itself to that. Okay. You need to do this before you beat the level kind of a deal. Yeah. Arkham city was good too. It was not Arkham asylum level. Good to me. Right. And the reason for that, and I think you'll probably agree with me in a second is that it was open world. Like it's taken a long time for me to warm up to open world. And it's only because of very specific games. I'm looking at you, Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm looking at you, uh, Breath of the Wild, that have really warmed me up to it. Or Fallout 3 was a great example of that, too. That Games were like, despite the fact that it was open world, it really dragged me into this story and really caring about what's happening and taking you know, enjoyment from building my character. All those aspects dragged me through the fact that it was open world. Arkham City did not have any of that. Like, it was the same game as Arkham Asylum, but to me, it felt worse because there was so much to do. It was overwhelming. Yeah, well, and then there's the there was the new Spider-Man game also released um, last year that was very open world also that everybody loved. I, I've had a hard time still getting into that open world lifestyle of a game because it, it, it's just too much. You get lost and you feel like you're you're not on track anymore. I could see that. Um, I love that game, but I don't think that I would love it as much as I do if not for the fact that I've been kind of broken in on open world by the games that I mentioned before. Like, somehow playing those games, Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Fallout 3, I don't want to say Oblivion, but maybe even a little bit of Oblivion, Skyrim, the games that are good enough where it's that is a piece of it and it's something to to look at as like almost like an art project like they built this entire world and you can go play it how you want you can focus on the story but you can also go just meander for a while and listen to podcasts if you want um if it wasn't the fact that if it wasn't for the fact that i had already warmed up to that idea because of those games i think that 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 spider game would have suffered for me and now because i am in that spot I really enjoy that Spider-Man game and the parts that I like most about it are just like jumping into the game and then, you know, there's a uh, a shooting down the street that you can go stop or, you know, you can go over there and stop a robbery or there's a whole warehouse of guys to go beat up that, you know, you should probably leave for the cops. I like that. I like just meandering through the city and doing whatever. Well, that leads me to a good question for you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um. How do you feel about the Lego franchises for both of these superhero worlds? Lego Batman. I'm glad you brought it up because I was hoping that we would get to talk about those. Yes. Um, They feel like something different to me. I really enjoy them a lot. And I especially like the fact that I can play them with my kids. Um, But they do feel very different to me because they all seem to suffer from that one little niggling problem, which is you play through a bunch of parts and then you get to that one part that you're stuck at which isn't incredibly obvious what you need to build or do in order to get past it and you sit there for like 30 minutes or you know 20 to 30 minutes trying to figure out that one part 
and then you finally figure it out and then you can move on and it just feels like it it stops the gameplay yeah i i'm there with you um i definitely between the the three i had a really hard time getting into lego batman um but yeah that one was rough yeah uh the original lego marvel was fantastic to me um to be fair i had to look this up too because i was very curious did you know that lego batman actually came out before lego marvel yes i I only knew that because i i bought it pretty early on um on sale and then the marvel game so they started out if memory serves they started out with some of the star wars um which aren't superhero games but they started out with the star wars franchise then they moved into the batman dc franchises and then they finally got marvel to sign on they did those and so by that point it had moved down the line a bit and they had polished some of the gameplay where it's not as bad of an offender where you have to sit there for 30 minutes figuring stuff out. The Marvel games are a little bit more polished. And then after that, they did like Lord of the Rings or I don't even know, but it, the Marvel one was great. Yeah. That, and and that was what I was going to, there's a five year gap between those. Yeah. Which, which makes a lot of sense now when you look at it. Um, Yeah. And, and also when you think about it too, in 2013, Lego Marvel was able to capitalize on Deadpool. Um, oh yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. That's those true. kind of franchises that started to take off by the Avengers, by all the movies and all the hype from that, and they were able to take characters that you may not have known, but all of a sudden fell in love with, and now you won't have to play this game because now you get to be Doctor Strange, you get to be Thor, you get to be Hulk, all these characters that you're like, what? Um, in a Lego world, and on top of that, you get to play with characters you may have never thought of or you didn't know were part of that universe, like you were talking about earlier, you get to play Wolverine, um, Gambit, like guys that you never would have thought of. But that also, to me, kind of broke Lego Marvel 2. Because I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm at the point where you mentioned where you hit a wall and you're like, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, I'm at that point on Lego Marvel 2. Ugh. Um, but, and I've been at that point for a while because I'm not even sure what I'm <laughs> supposed to do at this point. Um but yeah, so but you read in that game, the characters are completely flopped. You have a lot of brand new characters that you've never heard of, that you've never been introduced any other way. Um, they rolled the dice a little bit more on that one, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoy them. Like I said, they they don't feel as um, well. They're not supposed to be. They don't feel as though they take the superheroes seriously in terms of making it like. I don't know how to describe it. Like the Batman games felt very cartoony and jokish and funny. Granted, they're kids' games, so it's going to be different. And so, to me, they feel very much apart from regular superhero games. Yes, yes. Um, but that again, I mean that that also speaks to the whole outside Marvel versus DC thing in general. Yes, because DC's biggest problem is is Batman, oddly enough, and Marvel's biggest or biggest success is Deadpool and fun and all that kind of stuff that DC didn't know until maybe Aquaman. Yeah. Maybe Shazam. I haven't seen that movie yet either, but, but even (laughs) then, I don't know. Well, so are you saying that Deadpool is the biggest success or are you saying that it's, it, I think it, it opened, uh, it's not necessarily Deadpool, but like 
the genre itself, like the fun okay, yeah. genre. Because I was going to say, I would say Avengers is their biggest oh, success yeah. story. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The weekend numbers destroyed everything, so. Yeah, that's so true. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Like just the idea of fun that you can have fun with these characters and you could, you can make a superhero, not just so serious and so, you know, stoic, they can be fun. And that I think playing those guys, especially in a Lego world for kids and stuff, that's awesome. And the idea that they build stuff and they still have their powers and they destroy stuff and they get to fight their villains. And even the bad guys in those games are funny. Yeah. It's thinking back on it now, the, the DC DC games, I, they had the success they did because they played to DC strengths at the time. So I would say a lot of the DC games that came out in the 90s were very successful. But that was like grunge rock and, you know, we had darker movies like Aliens. And I mean, it was it was a different era. And now we have the Avengers era where it's... It's still a serious movie, but there's a lot of comedic value to it, and it's more fun and enjoyable, and you get to breathe with the characters and not have to have this, like, always dark, gritty world around you at all times. There's some hope to it, and that's something that DC can't seem to get into yet. Like, I think that's what you're mentioning here is that they started to kind of—you started to kind of glimpse it in Wonder Woman and then— now in Aquaman a little bit and even those still felt pretty stark compared to a lot of the Marvel stuff well and I think I don't and, and in the in the video game world especially I they've there was another uh, video game from the DC world that I absolutely loved it was one of my favorite DC games when I actually I take that back one of my favorite superhero games was uh, Injustice and I don't know if you ever oh, played yeah. that franchise, but that franchise to me was was everything in, in a DC world because, yeah, it, it wasn't like fun. You didn't have a lot of guys cracking jokes. You had a couple from like The Flash or something like that. Very serious. But it was, and it, yeah, but the idea of what it was was fantastic. I mean, the, the storyline was something you never, I, I never would have thought of it unless I read the, the comics um, for, for Injustice where, you know, Superman, what if Superman went bad? What if he flipped out and destroyed half the city? what would happen like yeah. that to me is is perfect now full disclosure as justin would say <laughs> oh no another shout out <laughs> i have played the injustice games the first one mostly a little bit and i'll be honest i haven't really gotten into them i can't seem to get past the fact that it's a fighting game yep. and everybody talks about the story and so maybe i just need to power through and just keep playing it yeah i i think so I, it's it's hard at times i mean even if you put it on the lowest setting you still have a hard time beating some of the characters because sometimes you have a choice as to who you're using but sometimes you don't so you kind of have to use like cyborg suddenly has to beat up superman kind of a deal um, yeah and, and or you have to be joker and you have to try to beat up batman um it, but i think that lends itself to the story and makes the story that much fun more fun and the interaction between the characters is great. And that's another game where I am pretty confident that, that that was Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy who did yes. voices as well. Yeah, they did for sure. And I love when they do that. Actually, I, as much as I love him as Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill's role as Joker is one of my favorites for sure. Um 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So what's funny about it, though, is I'm thinking through my limited experiences with Injustice and Injustice 2. And I think I was really turned off by the like pay to win style or free to play style gameplay of both. Because I remember now that I played both first on actually only on ios like my iphone and my ipad so maybe that's what i did wrong maybe going and buying the steam game can you buy it i don't even know what am i talking about yes you can it is out there for purchase (laughs) because i i was i also was in the same boat i played the game on my ipad and so the story on the ipad isn't quite the same unless you like you said you pay pay to play it's not at all it doesn't go into depth or detail but I went out and I bought the game and I played it on PlayStation and it was that that's where I fell in love with the game more more so than any of the other ones. Interesting. Cuz I'm looking at the Steam Injustice Ultimate Edition and it's 20 bucks. So that probably would do it for me. I mean cuz I love all these characters and I love that idea as the storyline. It just didn't I guess I probably played the wrong version is really what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I have a quick quiz question for you. Oh boy, here we go. Okay, so you're gonna we're gonna we're, we're both gonna answer this question. However, oh okay. However, we're not gonna get the answer right away. We're gonna have to wait for the answer on the next episode. Okay. Okay. Who's gonna answer it on the next episode? Well, once I ask the question, you'll understand. So the question is: We've talked a lot about the different how both of these Marvel and DC and how superhero games have kind of evolved over the years, right? Sure. With different systems and different things like that. So you have a missing co-host this week, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Who probably would disagree with a lot of what we're saying because, (laughs) you know, it's just, even though next week he'll probably be like, no, no disagreements. I'm good. Um, I, I would, I am curious what you think. His first encounter with a superhero video game was. Ugh, what I think? What do you think? I mean, think think about like every time we talk about the last few times we've talked and every time I know I hear the podcast and you talk about like the first game you played on this or whatever. He's always like, yep, I wasn't born yet. Or nope, I was three or whatever it was. Um, what game do you think he started with? I... Uh, see, and the thing about, mm, the thing about Justin is that I don't, I think that he enjoys the movies, superheroes. I don't think that he was super into them. That's not the right thing to say. Super into them. Um, I don't think he was into them as comics. So I don't think he's as large into the superhero idea. So I think that even though he probably, even though he had a, encounters with the playstation oh my gosh see now i'm stretching my brain here that was really early for him so whatever was on xbox (laughs) the original hold on xbox superhero games so that's like ultimate alliance and 
I did oh, not yeah. have an Xbox. You can tell. Oh, mm. Arkham Asylum was on there. Goodness gracious, that's really depressing. I'm I'm depressed now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that probably my answer is actually going to be the Spider-Man movie games. That's exactly what I was thinking. I, I think that's probably his first lines. encounter. Yeah. Or to be fair, it wouldn't surprise me if he said like, oh, the Infinity Games for <laughs> something along those lines. Yes. I just, Adam, I just realized something. I just realized something. Holy oh. cow. One of my favorite sets of superhero games, I'm putting that in quotes, right? So like Batman is technically a superhero. We've been talking about it the whole podcast. Did you play any of the Telltale games? Uh, yes, I played the original on the iPad for a little bit. It was also okay. like one of those like pay to play those, so I didn't fall in love right away. Obviously, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, because you have to you buy the initial, or now it's actually free, and you get the first episode free, but then you have to pay for the other four episodes, I think. Right, and each episode is like an hour, hour and a half. Um, I loved. And see, and I didn't play the second one yet because I'm still waiting for it to go on sale. But the first one, holy cow, that was an amazing Batman game. Amazing. Yeah, it entered. You got to be Batman, essentially. Yes, yes. And you got to, it felt like a comic book because you got to make choices. It wasn't just about combat, right? Of course, of course, there was Batman moments where there was combat, and and it's a telltale game, so it's not like you're controlling Batman directly, but trying to react to things on the screen fast enough to do things, yes. and ha- not have con- you know bad consequences. But the fact that then later you have all this interaction with superheroes and being a detective and trying to make those choices that then give you a positive effect in the gameplay for later parts of the story. Oh, it was so good. It was such a great story and such a felt very Batman to me, almost as much as if not more than the asylum games. Oh, see, I would get myself smacked playing that game though. So again, mind you, I only played like the first chapter of whatever was available on the iPad for free at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'd be sitting next to my wife playing the game and she'd ask me, what are you doing? I'd say, shh, (laughs) I'm Batman. (laughs) <laughs> oh no and i don't know if you've ever done this and i apologize to all of the listeners out there but after like all of the christian bale movies came out yeah i would non-stop talk like he did in the movies as batman yeah i'd say something like what are you making for dinner what's for dinner <laughs> what are we doing did you ever see the bat dad YouTube yes. videos? it's yes. <laughs> exactly what it is yes but i mean but something about Batman, you know, you, uh, that's the character everybody wants to be. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that, that that's I am Batman. Like and, and that feeling of saying that I think Michael Keaton made that famous. Yeah. Where you think about it like I'm Batman. But in that game, you actually get to be Batman. You make yeah. the, you make the decisions. You get to do all that stuff. Well, I would also argue that was the first and only game. I'm going to put that in quotes. No, the, the first we'll call it the first game where being the superhero was equally equally as important as being his alter ego so that game was a big part batman and a even bigger part bruce wayne like you really had to be bruce wayne and answer a lot of questions and talk with a lot of people and have a lot of interactions that then had later consequences for when you were batman um and that was just great i liked that part of it i know some people got turned off by that 
Um, I don't think it's the only game anymore because the new Spider-Man game on PlayStation does something similar where you're Peter Parker a lot doing research um, and working with Dr. Octavius, which is also a fantastic part of that game. Um, so, yeah, it's I like that aspect where you get to see both parts of, of that superhero's life. It makes it more realistic because you're not – I mean, yeah, you're Batman, but you're also Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah. To be fair, who wouldn't want to be Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Yeah, and, and – so much of what you do as Bruce Wayne can have an effect, and this is speaking generally comic book wise, on what's happening in Gotham City. And then, you know, that directly affects Batman and what he might do. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I think of when you said that, though, when you said that you get to be Bruce Wayne, I immediately went to Lego Batman. Oh, yeah. And just Yeah, thinking... I guess there's part of that. Oh, you're talking about the movie? No, the movie. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Just the idea that, that he's like, he, he knows who he is. He's kind of a jerk. He's Tony Stark, essentially, in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he really was. Yeah, and he was very petulant. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, lots of superhero video games. I think the ones that I've played the most time just number of hours probably the arkham games i mean i played a ton of asylum i'd like a hundred percented that game twice and then um i played a ton of city and eventually beat it which was like it took me the over the course of several years to beat that game because i had to keep going back to it and like trying to fight my way through it and finally did it what's funny though is i did not have that experience with arkham um knight I'm still playing Arkham Knight, but I started a few months ago, and that's the game that I never talk about that I play all the time, which is ridiculous. I love that game. I love the Batmobile parts of it. Um, and once I finish that, I'm going to jump into uh, Arkham Origins because I got that really cheap. Yeah, that's the one I want next is Origins. I haven't I haven't gone on that path yet, but I'm definitely yeah. looking. Those games I avoided because of all the... I'll call it controversy at the beginning where both of them, I believe if memory serves were released and had tons of bugs and problems, just, just piles and piles of bugs and problems. And they got massive, you know, thumbs downs all over the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially after it wasn't until later that they actually fixed most of it. Yeah. That, and that's always the problem with those, uh, the, the first releases is the bugs. But if you think about it in retrospect, like we go through the history of the, the gaming in general, I mean, imagine the original games and how much better they would have been if they were able to go through and fix bugs right on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, your development cycle was much longer, so you yeah. took more time to make sure everything was good, and now everybody needs it right now. So it's they're just shipping it not as polished. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, one more quick question. Okay. If there is a superhero game or even a villain game to be made... What would you want to see? Oh, that's a really hard. Why? Why would you ask? Why would you ask something like that? Oh, because I have to. I had coffee yeah. tonight. I'm good to go. I'm riled up. <laughs> oh man! See, now I have to think through because there's a lot of. Uh, I'm just gonna start listing things off because that's sure. the only way I'm gonna sure. get through it and actually get you a decent answer. Sure. Um, for starters, I'd love to see like a Punisher game. That oh, would be awesome. A, a like legit a well done one. Yeah, Punisher game. Well, no. Was there a well-done one? No, not well-done. There was okay, a Punisher yeah, game, but not well-done. Yeah, so, like, I'm thinking, like, a cover shooter style, jump in a car, maybe even, like, a Grand Theft Auto style, like, like drive around the city, blow things up, 
style Punisher game. Maybe that's not the right way to think about it, but, and that's the problem is like, what, how would you make a Punisher game awesome? Like without, and without getting to the point where you make it into basically Max Payne, you know? Yeah. I think, I think the way that you, you can do Punisher is kind of the way they did the, the television series is making him darker, a little bit edgier where some of the missions you have to complete aren't like, save the day kind of a mission or like yeah. you're doing it for yeah. good. You're, you're, you just, you don't care. Cause that was, I mean, that was the character. The character just didn't care. He, he didn't care if it was good or bad. He was doing it for a reason. More military shooter, exactly. less save the world. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I would love to see a spawn game done right. Oh my God. That would be awesome. Yeah. Like, and I can't really quantify what that means other than maybe like being able to, step through the gates of hell as spawn and fighting hell spawn basically all the time. <laughs> God, but there's so many villains he has like, yeah, there are, there are a lot of really good parts of the comic books that I'd love to play through as a video game. So that's a good one. Um, a new Wolverine game. I could really use a new Wolverine game. Like a standalone. And yeah. Standalone. It's, it's hard though because it feels like at this point with the with the Arkham games and the Spider-Man game that's out like it would feel very mundane cuz like you you can't make it open world you're not going to go all over the city by walking. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> would it? I don't know. No, no, not quite. <laughs> I, I was looking back through the lists of games and the things that I've played over the years and I could not find for the life of me. And and I actually went on a search for a while. When Man of Steel came out, I was getting really into Superman for the first time ever. Um, I went through all the lists. I can't find a Superman game that's worth its salt. Like, I would love a good Superman game where you can fly through the city and do all kinds of things. I think that'd be awesome. That's just Superman? Yes, just Superman. I could see that. <laughs> I, could, I could see that. Yeah, I know that you're big into, and, and I agree with you because you're right, of course, but I know that you're really big into the idea that Superman, the story isn't about Superman, it's about all the things that he has to sacrifice to be Superman and continue to be Superman, and I agree with that. I yes. like that a lot. It's just, it's hard to translate a, translate that into a video game, and I don't feel like they've ever really done Superman justice. No I, have, I have a fantastic idea for a Superman game. Okay. At least a great part of it. I mean, you could do the storyline the way you would normally do it, but I think how crazy would it be if one of the parts of the game is to try not to get identified? So that you could be fun. To, you have to try to find a way to be Clark Kent and to change into Clark Kent without being seen, without being That noticed. could be fun. Yeah. Um, the only way or time that I've seen a Superman-style game done correctly was City of Heroes. Did you ever play that? I did. I played a lot of that. And that's one of those like black sheep games that like nobody talks about, but I played a lot of that game. <laughs> it, well, because it was kind of addicting. It may not have yeah. looked the best or had the best quality of anything. It was but it was it was the fun game to play. It was great. And I actually made a couple different Superman style characters and so I just know from that experience that the joy of flying around giant cityscapes and, you know, defeating evil is just fantastic. Even if that's all it is, it was fantastic. So, yes. Yes. Uh, what about you? Any games that you can think of that you would want to see made? So definitely Spawn. I think that would be a lot of fun. 
Yes. Um, to get into, but and I want to take your Wolverine hope for a remake on the Wolverine and expand it um, because one of my favorite characters in the Wolverine saga was Omega Red. Oh yeah, I forgot about um, him. <laughs> I would like, yeah, I would like to see a game where he is kind of traveling through the Weapon X life again um, and kind of going through all of those villains that he faced at that point and how he got to know Juggernaut, how he got to know Omega Red and how he got Sabretooth, all that kind of stuff where even at the beginning of the game, Sabretooth can be a hero or a guy that you play as. Um, and then some of that stuff along with some maybe, and to me this kind of goes on to my next superhero game that I would love to see is X-Force. Yeah. Like legit X-Force with like... For real X-Force. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would love to see that. Um, Other than that, the only other game I could think of is... Hold on. Is the... Would be a... um, Like a a better Daredevil movie... uh, Game. That's one of the characters I've never been a fan of. Daredevil. I mean... I take that back. Hold on. Wow. That was a, whew. Okay. Let's step back. <laughs> it wasn't until the TV show on Netflix that I really got into him. Yes. Before that, he was just like the Marvel, a lot of the Marvel characters. I was like, Daredevil? I mean, the guy has sticks and jumps around the city and is blind. He's blind. Nothing about um, that's realistic. <laughs> but yeah, but then after the show, I loved the character and started reading a bunch of the comic books. And some of those are some of the best comic books ever. Yes. But I mean, especially there, there was one run of comics that they did where he was um, his old assistant who he was in a relationship with eventually sells him out to Kingpin. Yes, that's identity. one of the best stories yes. ever. Yes. <laughs> it should be for drugs, right? She yes. wanted drugs or yep. something and then she, like sells him out. Yep. And that, and then yeah. he like had to go out and he almost got killed like 7,000 times and <laughs> he eventually found his way back to the top and got Kingpin put back in jail. But I mean, even, even on the flip side of that, can you imagine a video game where you got to play as Kingpin? Oh yeah. I'm not, see, I'm the wrong person to ask that because I'm not a super villain fan or a villain fan. I'm not, I always like to be the hero and that's some of the struggle I have with some games where being the villain is not enjoyable to me or fun i don't i don't get fun from that so yeah yeah i, I mean I i'm lame see. really is what it is no I, I get it i mean justin's the same way i mean i, I know no I've to he's him. not actually i not that no, i i mean not want to defend him <laughs> not not in that sense not in the sense that like he doesn't like playing villains i'm sure he does uh i always laugh at him at work though because he's always the superhero at work oh yeah yeah sure sure <laughs> i mean you're not wrong no it's yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> um, um i thought of one other that i want to bring up sure. i would love to see and this is totally a pipe dream and nobody will ever make this so i'm safe in saying have you ever played the newer XCOM games that everybody's in love with uh i have not okay so these are like isometric turn-based strategy games and the idea is you you outfit a set of troops and then you drop them into a zone and you try to fight aliens. And it's really it plays as like a really hard strategy game, although, it, you know, some people argue that fact, but whatever. The idea is like you are in this tough tactical situation. You have to make tough tactical decisions. You might lose people on the fight um, and then have to go home with body bags or whatever. And you keep doing this. You have this like 
strategic layer where like you're putting together weapons and armor and you're putting together like equipment to outfit your team with outside of combat and then you drop them into zones and you do the combat by moving them around a battlefield i would love to see not necessarily from the like hard tactical piece maybe you could change the difficulty level per se of the tactical part but i would love like an x X x-men game like that like you're you put the x-men into the quinjet and then you fly it out to a spot and you drop them in and they all have their own special powers and ranges and things that they can do to cover each other and you know you run wolverine across the across the field while you're using cyclops to pick people off and psylocke is jumping into the fray like it just that to me would be amazing and it it just somehow makes sense in like a top-down isometric you know tactical turn-based game being able to control their powers and what they're doing and where just makes a lot of sense to me that would be awesome like if even if you brought it to the world of you picked the which x-men you wanted to send yes that's the whole idea you have like a whole like a whole barracks of x-men to choose from and that's the way that game plays normally you get all these soldiers and you can pull in recruits to like you know replace people that may have died on missions yeah you get the whole roster right and maybe they don't die maybe they just go down for the count and then you have to make different tactical decisions about who goes out on the next mission. I mean, that'd be so fun. I think there is a game similar to that. Um, I want to say, I want to say it's the, have you played Ultimate Alliance? No. I want to say that it's similar to that, that that's the game, but it's not just X-Men. It's like a ton of superheroes and they're at like an, a base and then you get to pick which characters you bring on each mission. Hmm. But you only get like a maximum of four. But instead of like the way that you're talking, I think you just get to be X character and you can switch between the four as you go. Okay. Okay. So slightly different. Yeah. But kind of in the same vein. And also it's really important. The important part of this style of like tactical um, combat game, tactical turn-based combat game, and then like strategic layer on top of that is the idea that the combat is tactical. Like you have, you have all this positioning on the battlefield. You have to make sure that they're in the right, most advantageous spot when you take their turn. You know, you move them into just the right place to make sure that Wolverine's in melee range, but maybe Storm is farther out so that she can pull in, you know, whatever. Um, I, it's just somehow that always made sense to me in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm really curious now. Yeah, the XCOM games, while they didn't invent any of that, and actually the the XCOM games have a long, long, long history of PC games that are, they go way, way back in the uh, tactical genre. They weren't necessarily 100% all turn-based, but the idea is you outfitted soldiers, you put them on missions, some of them died, some of them didn't, some of them didn't. It wasn't supposed to, it was supposed to be very simulation-esque. So, like, you make first contact with aliens, you get into this big war, and you have to try to fund the war while keeping the the Earth safe. It, oh, my gosh. It, it's very stressful, and it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like you can't do it all. It, there's just no way. And it's supposed to be about failure, basically. Um, they took that, and they remade it into a 2000—I forget when it came out. 2011 game? 2010? I don't know. I'll look it up in a minute, or maybe I won't. But either way, they remade it into a more modern style game, which is 
not quite as brutal and more modern uh, features to it, but it's still a great tactical turn-based game. You drop your troops in, you have to make choices about who goes in, what weapons they have, and then you have to make all these tactical decisions on the battlefield, and that's a lot of fun. It sounds exciting. Yeah, the first XCOM game was in 95. Yeah, the original ones were super old and like... Um, Oh my gosh, that's not super old, Josh, but still it feels like it. Um, and, and they felt very hopeless. Like you felt very alone. The entire world's like, we don't know how to deal with this threat. Here's all this money. And then you have to try and protect them all with like this basically army of men and women. And it never works out great. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I don't have any questions for you. I I think you asked all the ones that I was kind of leaning towards, or at least you asked the ones that um, hit on the points that I was going to ask about. So I will save mine because I think yours were better. <laughs> sure, sure. I think they were the same. So I think that's where we added up. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, is there anything that you're looking forward to on the superhero front in terms of games? I don't think there are any coming out anytime soon. There are. Um, there are talks, at least. I honestly am looking... I know this is going to sound contradictory to something I think I said earlier. Um, I'm really looking forward to see if they do something, a video game, along the lines of Infinity War and Endgame. Okay. Like getting those characters and maybe adding a couple more because, I mean, it's out of control. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of it. I mean, that's me. That's what. I, that's basically what I'm really looking for in the Marvel world. And then, of course, I, hope, I can't wait to beat Lego Marvel 2. But, um, but there's a couple Avengers games looking out. I'm really hoping that they kind of play along the movie, but we'll see. What about you? I, I don't know of any. I think the only one I know of, and I, I don't know if it's out. No, it is out. Never mind. No, not for me. <laughs> not for me because I think that uh, the Spider-Man game is enough for right now and I'm hoping maybe someday they'll have like a, a sequel to that game um, and of course I would love for them to continue to make Arkham games I just Batman's my favorite they really nailed some of the aspects especially in Asylum like we said I would love to continue to see those yep. um, and if they could just keep doing that please and thank you that'd be great I really need to check out this Injustice game <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Take your time yeah. and, and get the game. Don't play it on the iPad. <laughs> I'm going to have to do that. It's funny. We've spent now an hour 12 talking and we've we've glossed over so many of these games that are out there. I'm just looking through like the PC games. Like, did you play um, any of the uh, Saints Row games? Yes. Um, and how about any of the what was the other one? Let's see. Um, there was also... And that was on PlayStation. Oh, my gosh. Um, Something Sun. One second. Something Sun. That's a good start to a game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. It was Second Sun. Infamous Second Sun. I did not play that. Uh, I played it. I never got into it. But, I mean, these are like these like tangential superhero games that were out. Um, that just weren't as well known. Well, Saints Row was huge, right? It had a huge yes. following, didn't it? Yes, especially in the first couple games. I mean, when they started towards the end of the run, it kind of got a little choppy, but uh, the first run of it was really well received, and everybody loved it. I know I liked it a whole bunch. 
What's funny about that game is I always avoided it because I thought the first one came out and I'm like, oh, great, another Grand Theft Auto knockoff. And it wasn't until like late, like years after that, I found out that like, no, that's not really what it is. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, like, the- what? What do you mean? Well, you pretty much get superpowers. You're like, what? What? What do you mean? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Well, like you said, though, around that time, like everything ripped off Ganth- uh, oh, Grand yeah. Theft Auto because everybody loved that game and everybody was like, I want to do that. And in all, it, it what, what is what is his word? What is Justin's word? In uh, full disclosure. Full disclosure. Yes, full, full disclosure. Full disclosure. I didn't like any anything about Grand Theft Auto. It just wasn't no. my style. I, I just couldn't buy it. I couldn't. It, it To me, it was like... Hey, we're gonna send a message that you could do whatever you want, whenever you want. You're kind of like, ah. All right, I digress. Yeah, yeah, but no. It, for me, it was like Halo. Like I, it just didn't click with me, and like, I don't really need to be stealing people's cars and beating up people no. on the street to feel like I'm having fun. So yeah, I, I'll be honest. I don't know if I would compare Halo to that, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not in terms of gameplay or what they are, but like. In terms of popular demand or popular uh, belief about how good that game is, like, I get that Halo is kind of a different story because everybody loves that game. Every time I talk to people about those games, they all love them, and I'm really the only one. So here I am on my island. But when it comes to Grand Theft Auto, I feel like it's the same game or same vein of... Of that same, like, everybody loves those games. Everybody has the one they really loved. And that's not me. I mean, I played one of them eventually. But for the longest time, I refused. I just had no interest. I bought into the hype right away and tried to play it. And I was not as happy or excited as everybody else was at that point. No, yeah. My little sister played way more of it than me. (laughs) She (laughs) loved it. And I was like, why? I don't get it. Why is this fun? Yeah. Anyway. Well, I don't have anything else to say, I think, on the superhero front. I think we kind of beat it to death, which is great because now Justin doesn't have to talk about it, and I'm not sure that he would want to. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I think he'd have a, have an opinion for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like saying a dog has a tail. You know, like it's... <laughs> yeah. it's pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I appreciate you filling in, and hopefully we haven't made him too angry. Uh and hopefully he's laughing as he's listening. Otherwise, maybe I'm fired from my own podcast. <laughs> Next week's episode, we'll have a new co-host with Justin. <laughs> It'll be Adam and Justin. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I'd be the one fired for sure. Oh, yeah, Thank- maybe. I don't know. Hey, thanks for, for for having me on, even if this is my last appearance. Thanks to uh, my, <laughs> my quick jabs. Uh, yes. Justin, we definitely love you. We can't wait to have you back next week. Yes, we can't. Great. And by we, I mean me. (laughs) Yeah, well, thanks for uh, jumping on. And uh, I will hopefully, hopefully we can find some more episodes that we can uh, bring you in on and uh, have Justin on as well at the same time. Yeah, I think I need to start playing some of those there video games to figure it out. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Not just the sports and superhero (laughs) games, Adam. Exactly. You have to play more than that. I guess I got to broaden my horizons. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thanks again. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye.